Fitness Pro Mentor community, welcome to another episode. I'm extremely excited because I have personally taken on a project client who is asked to remain anonymous that we're going to talk about today that uh, I'll happily share his numbers, but he's gone from 3K in March to now making consistently 11K months as of this month. And I'm excited about it because you can do all these same things too. And we're going to talk about how you can 3X or more your business. And by the way, don't kid yourself. Taking our mentorship is by the fastest way, but we're going to share a bunch of stuff to help you out. But first and foremost, my wonderful co-host of the Minds on Muscle show, Glenn Owen. Glenn, how are you doing today? I am feeling good, taking everything one step at a time. I think staying present in the moment and focusing on what you need to that's right in front of you is one of the best ways to grow your business from a, a mindset growth perspective. And that's what I'm doing. I'm fully in for the podcast today. How are you, sir? I am good. I'm good. Heat's not on on one side of our units at the gym today, so we're talking to the landlord trying to get that sorted, but that is the perils and the truth of what it's like to run and own a gym, so lots of fun stuff going on there. Oh, you always, sometimes you, you can't, can't choose with the problems you have. No. Hey, so do you want to talk about this stuff? I'm very, very curious because I, 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 I know this person. Mm -hmm. I don't know them in depth because I know it's been one of your projects that you've been kind of working on, and so I'm curious to hear, to hear how it's been going, and then I think it'll be great today for me to pick your brain a little bit and ask you some questions as I hear information because... I, I know a little bit more than the people listening, but I don't know uh, as much about it as, uh, uh, I, do, I know just about as much about it as everyone else does, just a slightly more. So I'm curious to hear what you got to say and what's going on. Well, here's what I'll kick it off with. So I'm going to affectionately call this individual B because it's going to make it easier for me. Uh, but I, it's someone, that uh, entrepreneur that I've known for a really long time. And for several years, he has been kind of stuck in the same spot. And unbeknownst to me, I actually thought he was growing and doing a lot better because he's a very bright guy. The content and the education he's putting out to try and help other professionals, it's at a very high level. But truth is, when I started talking to him about his business, he kind of opened up to me that he was a bit stuck. And the truth is his business was stuck at no more than 3K per month for the better part of five years. And when I started asking him more questions about it, he was getting leads because he was actually kind of like a well-known individual, but he was getting leads. But at the same time, if he got three clients a month, he would lose three clients per month. And it was kind of this cycle of that business was all the business was doing was fulfilling the old business that was lost. And he didn't have enough reoccurring revenue to pyramid up and have his business grow. And that's ultimately like one of the big things is like, if you look, and this is where um, we've talked about this a bunch, but tracking your business is so important. If you're not tracking your metrics, you have no idea where your money's going. Like, I mean, if you've got 25 clients and then you look at your schedule next month, you're making $2,000 less. You're like, well, well, who's missing? And then who decreased their frequency? And how does that all line up? If you don't know those things, you got to, because that is where we need to start fixing some of the problems first. And that's the end of the story. It tells you... <laughs> and we're done. No, I'm just kidding. No, that's, I mean, the, I mean, retention is such a key thing. I feel that so many more people in our industry of fitness and health would have the businesses that they that they want to have if they could uh, if they get if they could improve their retention. Oh, hundred percent. I think retention, even I think for uh, retention, seems to be if I look at the the spectrum of of trainers that we've worked with. Retention seems to be one of the biggest things that people struggle with, right? Yeah. Not not understanding that they are, like as you've said before, like strangling the, the placeholder puppy, right? If you're used to seeing a client twice a week and all of a sudden they want to drop down to once a week or stop seeing you, how do you handle that situation? It, yeah. it, how is that expectation set up to begin with? I mean, there, there's so many things we could talk about re about retention, and if you haven't seen our retention episode, please go back and look at it. But retention is such a huge, huge part of the exercise and fitness world, yeah. no matter what you're selling, no matter what. 
So when I did like a macroscopic view of uh, B's business, there was a few things, and that's what I try to do with any student, is I try to figure out right up front where are there glaring problems that we can work to clean things up. Because truth is, if the foundation of your garden is not sturdy, you're not going to be able to scale and grow anything off it. you got crappy soil, you're not going to be able to grow flowers. And so for this individual, there was a few things that stood out, and we're going to talk about each one a little bit. We found one his actual business at the brass tax from retention to growth, something wasn't lining up. He was losing an equal amount of business and then keeping business. So we had to talk about that because that turns into one whole segue. Second, when it came to his messaging and his content, everything he was putting out in front of people to be seen, none of it had consistent messaging. Tell you what, before we dive deeper, why don't we jump off one of those points when we talk about the first one. Which one? The uh, holes in your system. Sure. So if you think about your system, you think about this idea of your uh, business being like a garden, you need to know where you, where your clients are going. So if you've uh, consistently, if you got 25 clients last year, and if you look at the 25 clients and you found that you don't have 13 of them at the end of the year, well, that's over a 15 per, sorry, 50% loss at the end of the year. When I look at that number and I see something like if I see Glenn, he's lost 50% of his business between January to January, instantly that there's a huge red flag. And that tells me that either, well, basically, basically, the fulfillment that Glenn or B or whomever is providing is not lining up with what the person's expectations were. It's not. If the fulfillment isn't there, people are not getting what they came for, they're going to leave. And so this is a really crucial part because when we talk about any business with any personal trainer, uh, any entrepreneur at all, if someone doesn't come back to you, they didn't get what they wanted. And that's a huge problem. Like this is where we need to make sure for a reoccurring revenue model. And if we want to truly have long-term relationships, we know where this is. So the, the skinny of it is that this particular client, the, the, he was charging too much for how much he was offering. He was not offering enough time, value, information to make what he was charging make sense. So here's what the greatest thing was. We already had a price structure. We knew what the problem was. What did we do? We made him and helped him increase his fulfillment. We made the product that he had better. We made his delivery of that product better. We made the experience better. And there's a lot we can learn from that. I don't know. What do you think? Mm, yeah, I, I think when it comes to that that one-to-one -one, uh, training thing, right? One-to-one -one anything really, um, it comes down to is the value being met, right? Especially if you're gonna have like really, really high rates. And that, that value comes down to, what, what are the two things we always talk about? Results and experience, right? And thank really- Thank you, Tom Purvis. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, Tom. Um, and everyone uh, who is going to be coming to see you as a one-to-one -one trainer is going to have a different idea of what a great results and great experience is. And if you wanna make sure that you're delivering on that, having a really great like initial consultation, initial meeting and the like, data collection process on those people is gonna be paramount. Not just to help you make really good decisions about their body and their health and what you're gonna do with them, but also to learn their preferences, what they like and what they don't like. Mm -hmm. We brought this up even last episode, which is you kind of have to chameleon yourself to whoever's in front of you to make sure they're getting what they need out of the service. I have some clients where they need to be pushed when they're here, otherwise they don't feel like they're getting what they need. And I have that with one particular client who has got some 
Um, he's got like a, a, you know, a congenital nervous system uh, thing that he's experiencing right now, um, MS. And it's, it's the RR version, which means that he goes through bouts where it gets bad. He loses some um, function and control in his body. He loses some sensation. He doesn't have as much output and it's not coming back. And then it goes away for a little bit, but then it can kind of come back at any time. It's a really frustrating and upsetting neurological condition, neurological disease. But for him, he's used to being an athlete. He's used to pushing himself, going to the gym and working out hard. And so part of what I have to manage in our experience is going to be how do I make him feel like he's working out and he's getting what he needs in terms of like that mental preference, but at the same time makes that he's also getting what he needs from a joint by joint individual perspective. Because the way that uh, MS works is it starts attacking certain joints and certain nervous part, uh, certain parts of your nervous system at a time, not kind of everything altogether all at once. It can be very, very tricky. That's why it's such a frustrating thing. And so for this particular client, being able to make sure he's getting the value that, that he is seeking really comes to managing all the different stuff that comes with this disease and also managing his personality so that he's feeling he's get what he wants. And we've got a pretty good rhythm for that now where we know what we can do to push him and he understands because of the communication, the rapport that we built, where we've also got to dial things back and work on some of his individual pieces. But he's one of these characters where he comes in to see me once a week. He comes in on his own now to work out as well. And because he had a great experience and got what he needed, he referred his wife to us. And now his wife sees me twice a week for an hour. And she's feeling really good about her neck and the way she's been training and working out as well. So bringing this kind of back to what we we're talking about with B, who's growing his business, is if you have the tools to take a look at really what are the uh, priorities for your client? What kind of value are they expecting? And how do you deliver that in a way that exceeds their wildest expectations? Those clients are gonna stick around for life. And if people are leaving, one of the first places you look, as Brandon mentioned, is going to be what is not going right and the results of the experience portion here that has, that's having this client want to leave earlier or leave it all from our professional relationship. Yeah, and so there, 100%. And so there was a second part with this and that it's something we don't experience here, but I still think is equally important. Um, B's environment, he also had a group training component that like many of you also have. And the reason why that's important is because the nurturing of that fulfillment is different than a one-on-one -on -one service provider in that when you're doing this and you've got 20 people in front of you, if you've got more or even just 10, just call it even five, you can't provide a high quality personal experience in a group environment to all five people but the people in the group can. And that's what's really interesting is that, and that's what we used to kind of button up his fulfillment on two ends. One, we started to offer more and a higher quality experience. Second, we started to provide a community of people and we tried to create, we literally just created a Facebook for him, a Facebook group for him, and then also started having some of these people do small hangs once a month on Zoom just for fun. And the truth is it starts to make friendship and camaraderie and that inter-client experience from each other looking forward to when I go to the business and I'm going to see Glenn gets excited. And so the combination of better product, uh, elevating that product, and then a sense of community, knowing that the other people in this world are going to be looking for me and wondering how I'm doing. And if I don't show up, Glenn's going to message me like, hey, how are you doing? That was great. So two things. If your business is not doing fantastic and you want to be busier and you keep seeing people disappear, one, where can you make your product better? By improving your results and your experience. Two, easy experience. How do you create a sense of community amongst your clients? And honestly, within a gym like ours, the greatest thing, we have a small gym membership. It's a big open concept. 
everyone comes in, they see Glenn walking around, they see Chris walking around, they see other members, and everyone gets to know each other. So we have this in-person community, but so improved product quality, better results, and community. It's fun. Yeah, I think that is very easy for uh, introverted types. I feel like for myself, I'm, I'm kind of on the board between introvert and extrovert. Like I like being with people who I know and having a good time with my friends, but for the most part, when I'm not out in the world at the gym here, I like to be by myself at home or spending time with my family, more of an intimate situation. And it's very easy to forget the impact and the power that, that tribes has, that, that the tribal part of our brain exists. Seth Godin's got a really great book. I think it might be called... Tribes. Tribes, yeah, yeah. where he discusses essentially one of the things that has people continue to um, uh, purchase from your brand and your company is they feel like you resonate with them in their tribal mindset, right? And it's very clear when you look at politics, right? You can readily identify that if you get a whole bunch of people with the same political views in a room, they all seem to get along a lot better. If you put a whole bunch of people in a room with like mixed political opinions, things get a little bit dicey sometimes, right? Now, this isn't a political podcast. We don't take signs. We don't care about that kind of thing on this podcast. What I'm trying to point out here is that if you can, in your branding and your messaging, and also within the people that are already seeing you and paying for your product, have a community and have that represented inside of your brand when you're marketing, but also within people that have already purchased your product, whether it's training or group stuff or whatever that might be, they're far more likely to stick around. That's why a lot of um, the gyms who, who do focus a lot on group training, they also have out, uh, outing events. You know, one of our, our clients from uh, former past, they, they blew up their business, um, EEA, I don't know if we can say like the acronym, uh, we can see the entire business out sure, loud yeah. here, yeah, Lunar Atlanta. They, they do really great where every month they have like outings for all the people that come to their gym, right? They're a big, they have one-on-one uh, services that they have there, but a large part of the revenue stream is like one-to-one classes. They have a couple in the morning, a couple in the afternoon, um, a couple in the evening. And every month they have like a get-together at like a bar or they go actually or something like that. And the sense of community is overwhelming. And they have a, gi- a giant facility. And I'm sure the rent is crazy for how high their ceilings are. But they seem to keep it filled up because their sense of community is so strong. And people get the results for the price point they're charging. And people see a lot of value out of it. And it's no no it's a no-brainer why they're they're so busy and they keep growing their business. Yeah, I love that. And, I, and that kind of leads into uh, that That there, there's kind of two components. There's the component of the community, mm-hmm. but then there's also events. Yeah, huge. And so once B, once we got his his product better, we built the sense of community, we already started to see the retention slow down like from the first month to the second month. So we already started making a little bit more money in the second month, but it wasn't anything too crazy. Once we got it all buttoned up, though, the first thing that we did, and this is a little different and specific to him, so if you've been a trainer for a long time, this might apply to you, but he had like close to a 1,000 connections because of how long he'd been working as an entrepreneur, like nearly 10 years where he was kind of stuck at this same point. So I think, I mean, I think it was like 800 and something connections that he had open. And so what we did was fortunately for him, He'd collected it all in MailChimp, so we had an email connection for all these people, and we did a conversion event, an educational event, something where we I forced him to give away as much information as he possibly could for free with his most updated perspective and updated communication and basically tried to help everyone in his community get something that they want. And so of those 800 people, what we did was we enticed them all to say, especially for his group event, anyone, if you've been a past customer, come back for one month for free, right? That's a lot of money. But since he's doing group stuff, space provided, it's not that big of a deal. Like as long as he can get, he has got the room for them. He ended up doubling his business from months two to three 
well, at the end of month one to end of month two, just from that, because so many people came back and jumped into his world and were reminded by how great his business and his product was. And on top of that, he's already added more value because he's been working on the community, making his product better, making his experience better. Those people that already paid initially already knew him, already thought highly of him or had paid for his product before, but it just wasn't enough to keep them around. They're now coming back and seeing how much better it is. And they're like, you know what? I'm already familiar with this guy. I already know, like, and trust him. Let's keep going. I know, like, and trust him. This has gotten better since when I was here before. Now there's other people like me that I can talk to and I get a month for free. Yeah. Now this in a group setting works really, really well. If you're a one-on-one person, how can we take this away? Like, what can we, what can we take away from this? Pardon my poor wording there. Literally yesterday, I was talking to one of our students, and he asked mm-hmm. me, we were just talking about him, this guy that's on the board right, right. here. And uh, literally, he asked me a great question. He said, hey, it's December, things slow down. What should I be doing? I recommended literally that. He said, contact all of your old clients and give away like four hours, four sessions of your time, and make it a giveaway. Contact them all. Tell them, hey, I'm listening. I'm giving four-way of times to any to past clients. And if you have any friends or family that you think would benefit from this, on December 14th, I'm going to give away $500 of my time. And he can do as many of those as he wants. But that insane value giving away has draw, brought in a whole pile of connections and will help to continue that conversation. So anyway, let's come back to B. Make sure we're not sidetracked. You well, wanna- well let's, let's talk about this for a second. This is really excellent. If you didn't catch it, like... Honestly, please, I, we know, I know some people listening live right now. This is absolutely huge. If you can contact all your old clients who worked with you before and you're sure that your products got better since you, since you last spoke to them and you're providing more value, you're a better communicator, they come and they spend four sessions with you, two hours a week, twice a week, a couple things happen. One, they get to see how much better the product is, how much more value there is, the better experience, all that kind of stuff. But then this other half of that is, they start actually already start building the habit and routine of seeing you. Because if you know anything, what do people say within the first month of working with you as a personal trainer? They feel amazing. See so you even just twice a week for 30 minutes. Because going from no physical activity to doing some physical activity, even if you're used to running, but all of a sudden doing strength training, makes a huge difference in quality of life, even in as little as two weeks. The endorphins that come with that, the, the improvement of range of motion, everything. And it's such a simple way if you've got more time to get those former clients back in your world. Yeah. And it can really just be like, hey, listen, I got some more time. I was thinking of you. We'll love to see you for free sessions on me. Come on in. We give you some stuff to work on. No strings attached. What do you think? You get one or two of those people in, you're going to get some clients out of that. 100%. So there's a bunch of great stuff here already, right? One, how do you make sure, like making sure the results you're providing in your product actually works? Because if you've got the best product, then that makes it a non-issue. How do you add more value? Uh, Add more to what you're giving away to people, depending on what that is. Community is a great way to do that. I think that's an insanely powerful thing. And then try to make sure and find a way to reconcile all of your past clients to connect with them and find something to give away with them. I have one last thing that I'll tell you that we did with B because we've done so much and it's kind of the, the summation of what we did to finish off this year. One thing that's worked really well for a ton of our students is having strategic conversion events. You need to make sure that you're getting in front of the right people at the right time with the right messaging, showing your consistency that you do one thing better than anyone else. I also think it's important to give back. And this is a great thing. Like how do we give back? It's something we have not done here at Strata. It's a business idea I've had for a while, but COVID has punched it in the stomach and we're probably going to try and do it next year, not this winter. But for him, where he's in the States, no problem. He can do anything he wants, unlike us. 
Anyway, he's doing a year-end celebration where what he's doing is he's having people come to him. He's having two guest speakers join him, two different people at high levels to try and create like a summit. And he's also, he's having a client appreciation summit. And at that, he's giving away prizes like AirPods and I think an iPad, something like that. And he's helping people come in. He's saying like the most improved client, the client who made the, 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 uh, what was the other one? Uh, most motivated client, I think was another one. Like something that where he can choose anybody. It's very subjective, but people want to show up. So they're coming to hear speakers. He's speaking. He's having a, everyone come to him. And it's this client appreciation summit. And how cool is that, right? It kind of turns that this December, which is slow, has everyone looking forward to maybe they're going to get something for free for being a part of the thing that they're paying for. And it helps people stick around. So I'm excited about this. I think this is like, I mean, it's intended to be a short and sweet episode, mm-hmm. but it, there's a lot of details in there. I'll tell you what, first and foremost, like if you're someone who's like stuck around like the three to 4K marker, because that's kind of like a minimum wage personal training income, and you want to get to like the cross 10K, uh, message me or comment below 10K, 11K, because that's what uh, B's doing, and uh, let me know. And I will jump on a quick call with you to see if I can help out and help you find some of the holes in your system for free. But the end of the year client appreciation event, I think is pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, any kind of summit or event, right, I think can go a really, really long way. I mean, we have uh, another gentleman in our program who does events every few months, and they've been really, really great for him oh, to help incredible. build his network. Yeah, and it's great. And he gets clients out of it, and it's absolutely fantastic. And he and it wasn't even our idea. He's just been doing them. Do you know what I mean? He's been doing them. And as he's been working on his communication and his technical crafts are getting better and better, more and more people are referring uh, people to him because they meet him at his events and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it really comes back to this idea um, that we've talked about is like being seen by more and more of the people that are the people that you want to be working with and you want to get in front of, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and being omnipresent, right? I guess is actually what I'm looking to say. Omnipresent, getting in front of more people, Everyone. eyeballs on you. Um, because even though you want to get your, you want to get yourself in front of people who are going to be the ideal clients for you, it doesn't hurt to be in front of everyone, right? I mean, am I? Doesn't it, hurt. You I, have yeah. to be. Well, that's you it. You gotta be. <laughs> if you and I were on like the biggest whatever podcast, I there would be. I guess the biggest one that comes to mind is like Joe Rogan or or whatever you want to call it, Barstool Sports, whatever on whatever biggest podcast you can think. If you were on that show, most people listening probably aren't going to be your clients. But the the um, the recognition that you get or the exposure you get from that could be enough to get some people in your local area onto you, or it could be enough to be to pe- for people who have heard of you in the future be like, oh, I think I. Heard you be interviewed on this podcast one time. You must be a big deal. That's why people are always trying to land like Pepsi, Lenny, Michael Jackson as their, their rep course, in the 90s, yeah. right? I mean, uh, that kind of a brand association is really, really powerful. I have an interesting experiment where I got, there's a podcast in the drum world that has 70,000 listeners, and I got invited to speak on it next Thursday. And I'm actually excited just to kind of help back, give back. For the drum stuff, I don't have a business at all. I actually just like like doing it. It's kind of a fun hobby to help drummers not hurt. Uh, I talk about all the stuff I do at Strata, but uh, it's got 70,000 listeners. So I'm kind of excited to see. Uh, I'm actually just interested if I get on, if I am, I'm doing this podcast with such a huge audience. How does that influence uh, my uh, my following on social media? So I'll report back in two weeks. I'm looking forward to hearing about it. Well, what's your pick of the week? Oh, my gosh. I didn't get that far ahead, Brandon. Uh, my pick of the week. My pick of the week is going to be... Jumped on him. I got, uh, him. I got it. No, I got it. My pick of the week is uh, Kapanji. Kapanji is a series, as far as I know, at least three different volumes of anatomy and mechanical function of joints and muscles. 
Um, like he's like, I don't know if they call them textbooks or not, but they're, I guess they are textbooks. So there's these thick little textbooks, but the drawings and the explanations in them of what's going on the joints are um, next to none. Uh, it's a resource that Brandon recommended to me recently. Uh, I've known about it in the past, but I started diving in to learn a little bit more about shoulder mechanics, and it's been really, really helpful. If you are looking to learn more about how the human body functions and you don't have access to anything but textbooks, definitely pick up Kapanji. There'll be some words in there that you don't uh, recognize maybe right away unless you're absolutely brilliant, which you might be, which is fine too. You might have to look up some of that stuff, but um, I absolutely love it. I think it's been really great. So my go-to right now, my favorite book I'm reading right now from a technical, technical span, standpoint, Kapanji's uh, three books, Upper Extremity, Lower Extremity, and Trunk and Spine. Well, it's awesome. And somebody thinks that we are the best, which is super grateful. So oh. thank you so much. Thank you, guy. Really appreciate uh, Facebook or user, or whomever person. you are. Uh, so my, my pick of the week I'm going to throw out there. Um, it's, it's a little bit uh, of an idea for you, but it's making yourself uncomfortable. And that's probably like a simple one. But what I'm trying to do for all of our current students who are enrolled is I want all of them to position themselves in 2023 as experts, as personal trainers and fitness professionals beyond just their own client base. So uh, what I'm encouraging you to do, and Glenn's doing this, and I'm doing this, and I encourage anyone that's listening to this, is make your mission for 2023 to stand out amongst all of the other trainers in your world, specifically in your town. How are you seen as an expert? And be honest with you, and I encourage everyone here, if you want to hire a trainer one day, or you want to be the leader of trainers in your town, uh, send me a message, and I want to send you some ideas to help you do that. Because I'll tell you, nothing makes you feel more uncomfortable than preparing something and speaking in front of your peers and colleagues, right? You're a trainer and you say, hey, Glenn, I'm a trainer. I want to talk to you about something I've been studying and then do hosting a study group or an educational event. So I encourage everyone that's listening to this today, make yourself uncomfortable, pick something that's just outside your comfort zone, go do it, and then pick something bigger and do it again. Fantastic. All right, everybody. That seems to be good. How do you feel about that? Feel good. Feel good. Shorter and sweet. And I learned a lot today too, so... I'm down. I love it. Had a great time. 3K to 11K. Listen, everyone, Fitness Pro Mentors, we're trying to help you with our one-on-one -on -one mentorship. So it's our fastest way to help you get there. But hopefully these podcasts are helping you host. Glenn and I, we're the Minds on Muscle show, and we'll see you in two weeks. Ooh, and Evan Pycon's coming back next Friday for something super special. Zach, that guy. Bye, everybody.